0: Get
1: under your skin Sooner Damn,
0: I don't later. want that ass on the team Everybody's gonna laugh at us
1: Everybody's already laughing at us We ain't won a game since 1994 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright,
1: we have an announcement to make Our former water boy, Bobby Boucher Is gonna play some
2: linebacker for us Ooh, I'm a football player <laughs> Coach, I'd like to tackle him right now Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. How can you guys not love that? That's the best opening to any fantasy football show ever. These guys on NFL Network wish they could have that. Don't you think, Spank?
1: I, you can't go wrong with Bobby Boucher.
2: <laughs> Ooh, you will pay linebacker. <laughs> Kala, making fun of me. Callum, man, come on, dude. That put a smile on your face. You know it.
0: Oh yeah, it's a great movie. Your can't help but hate Kathy Bates' character in that movie.
2: <laughs> your fantasy football season hasn't even begun yet, Kala. You can't be in a bad mood till it actually starts. I'm
0: in a bad mood. Just a little stressed out.
2: <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back. It is the Fantasy Football Junkies preseason week number three. We got a big one here for you today. Uh, again, lots of props coming from, I got a, um, a message from someone who does another podcast. I think Spanky, you follow this guy too on Twitter. Um, fantasy football experts. Is that, I forgot. I wrote it down, but, uh, he said, Hey, listen to the podcast. Uh, love the chit chat way to keep it light. <laughs> I said, okay, that's kind of a insult. Wasn't it? <laughs> uh,
1: is that a shot at my weight? Or?
2: <laughs> no, that being light is not a shot at your weight, bud. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, so hey guys, um, so lots of information coming on the podcast today. You can follow us on Facebook, man. We got a lot of good comments on some of our Facebook posts um, about about number one draft picks. Somebody actually said they would not touch McCaffrey. Can you guys believe that?
0: I actually kind of agree I don't with understand them.
2: Understand that? You agree with not touching McCaffrey, Cal?
0: I I wouldn't say not touching, but with that first, I was in a draft last week and i was hoping i wouldn't get number one it was a random draft that happened out before it went off and i was hoping i didn't get the opportunity to draft one. Oh my gosh uh, I, I mean he's brittle now it seems brittle he's a little dude he's not a big guy he's he's gonna get too he's gotten too many carries
2: already in his career who who he just if you, but who isn't brittle who isn't like injury like banged up you know what i mean I, any I, I, dallas cowboy oh my gosh all right here we go here we go Well, speaking of banged up, I mean, you know, injuries are always an issue. And we're going to talk about some of the players that have actually affected people's teams already, guys. I mean, people have drafted full teams already weeks ago. And some of these people are betting on some of these players, and they're out for the season. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. But today, we've got to address, you know, the elephant in the room. I mean, it it is what it is. It's a fact that COVID um, is going to still, uh, I think, affect fantasy football In this 2021 era, okay? It did, it affected it in 2020. You know, Spanky is a commissioner of a league and it affected the way we did things. Um, I was reading a very good article that just asks some basic questions, Spank. And since you're a commissioner of a league, um, you know, you have to take these into consideration because you want fantasy football to be fun, you want fantasy football to be fair. And you want fantasy football people to come back to your league, and, and it's and it's really hard. You've talked about it over the years, Spanky. It's really hard to balance the the fair and the fun when you have so many different personalities in your league. And I get it. And people listening right now, I mean, I guarantee, if you're a commissioner, you're going through the same the same stuff that that, that Spanky has gone through. Um, I want to ask you, Spank. And these are questions that I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to this. You know, you're running the league, so I'm glad I don't have to answer these questions. But if you're in a league right now, the one thing I I, I, I gotta did we did we add more bench spots or add another injury reserve spot in our league last year?
1: Yes to both.
2: Yes to both.
1: Yes to both.
2: So yeah. are we? So
1: the, the the thing about being a commissioner is the first hardest thing to do, but not even bringing COVID into it is A, to get everybody on the same page as far as when they're available to actually draft. But then with COVID, I actually I think we're in a better shape this year, if you can say that, regardless of how you what you believe and, and so on and so forth. So we'll leave that part out of it. But last year was so unknown. You, you never knew what you were going to have to do to adjust. So I took feedback from the people in my league because they're re- – goes right back to what you said. You want it to be fun. You want the guys to keep coming back. You you know, you know, want to give them every opportunity to win the jelly beans at the end of all of this. So you, you take it to them, and it just made sense. And I think in, in, in our major league, we have, I think right hand, I think it's seven bench spots. But then I also allowed for, I want to say, three IR spots. Now, that was last year, and we just rolled over most of the settings. But going into this year, it's a little bit And no more. But what it also reverts back to is going back to your draft. If you don't draft accordingly and and protect yourself, that's kind of on you,
2: right? And we'll uh, we'll get to we that. You don't know we'll get, when yeah, somebody's yeah. going to
1: test positive or go out or, right. or whatever the case may be. And and other leagues are putting stuff into place to help or putting put you know. let's For example, I'm in a league to where if your quarterback happens to to go out with COVID or go on a list or whatever you automatically get his backup so that way you're at least you have somebody to put in and you're not you're not left scrambling at the last second if, if something comes up where they test positive on game day you automatically boom you already well, hold on hide now. Whoever's hold covered. on
2: hold on hold on hold on so that's how that's how your league is this year if, if if Lamar Jackson goes out because of COVID I get his backup automatically is that how your league is going now? No, that's not
1: what I said. I said I am in a
2: league that is done now. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what you said, but and that and that's but, my. But point. you want to be protected, though, right? Yeah, you, you do. You, want to, you don't want to. Just, and I brought that up. Did, didn't I? Didn't I bring that up last year, though? And you guys like reamed me for it. But that's that looks like that's the norm now. I mean, that's that's what, what what the normal thing is now, and that's why I think it's good to have this conversation. I hope we don't have to have this conversation anymore after this year. I really don't. Um, because Lamar Jackson is the name that I keep seeing coming up over and over and over and over again on all the fantasy football shows on all the fantasy football articles because you know he's made it no he's not vaccinated and the team is worried the team is worried that if because Lamar Jackson he is a round a lot of the studs on that team and if Lamar Jackson goes out they're going to have to do something, and that's going to hurt the entire. And that's a great. I mean, there's a lot of players that are drafted off of the Baltimore Ravens. So I would just say keep that in mind when you when you draft this year and you're looking for a quarterback. I mean, I hope I hope Lamar Jackson starts every game and plays every game because you know how I love Lamar Jackson. But it but it's something you can't ignore.
0: Can I bring something up? you your drafting him at two,
2: then. <laughs> I'm taking Lamar Jackson with my number two pick. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Go ahead, Calvin. They've, they've, They've changed protocol. I didn't realize this until a couple of days ago. And it's uh it's a different it's different than it last is. year. It because is because of the vaccinations. Different. If you knew or not, unvaccinated players have to be tested every day. Vaccinated players don't have to be tested but, but but just once every two weeks. Right. If an unvaccinated player comes in contact with a COVID positive, he misses five days no matter what. Yep. But if a vaccinated person Tests positive, he can come back as early as two days, as long as he tests negative.
2: Right, it's, right.
0: It's a very spooky thing. And out of sixty-five players that and staff that were tested positive for COVID so far during training camp, thirty-three were unvaccinated and thirty-two were vaccinated. Right, which to me shocked me. According to what the media tells me, so it just kind of spooky. I think there's going to be day if let's say on Thursday and they have a Sunday game, uh, Lamar Jackson will say go, comes in contact with someone positive for COVID, whether it just be a coach or the kicker, anyone, he literally will miss that Sunday's game because he can't not come back no matter how many times he tests negative until after that fifth day. That's spooky.
2: Yeah, it is. And, and, And that's why also, Spank, you know, being a commissioner, this has been something that's come up every single season. And we've done it. I mean, I don't know if it's ever changed, but the waivers, yeah, it has changed the way you pick up players and the waivers. A lot of leagues, and I'm seeing this in big articles, guys, coming from ESPN, CBS Sports. Um, I just read an article here. Let me see here who the guy from CBS Sports was. Uh, Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie Eisenberg, a senior fantasy writer for for CBS Sports, had, had commented on an article about how a majority of fantasy football leagues now are getting rid of just get, they're throwing waivers away, and it's first come first serve. And he says you can't do that because that's going to make fantasy football not fun for a lot of people. Spanky,
1: I I would agree with that. Now it that's where again I always revert back to yourself and setting your team up as far as drafting your depth. But I mean, you also have people that can sit on the couch and have the luxury of watching TV all day and pick up and, and do as they free and then you have people that don't have that luxury. I mean, obviously, waivers right. playing to that, but I don't think you can totally get rid of waivers. you got to kind of handcuff it a little bit to keep right. players, teams at, at bay a little bit.
2: You know what really, and I hate to use this word sucks, you know, because I tell my, my nine-year-old that sucks is a bad word, you know, she, she and dumb and stupid are also bad words, But so hopefully she's not listening to this, but Speaking about the younger kids and the younger generations, you know, it makes it hard to make it fun for like the new generation of fantasy football fans when I feel like this COVID thing, you're really having to pay so much attention to your teams and all your players. You can't just set it and forget it, Spank. You know, like I know your son, you know, Sam and and, and my son Jackson are in the same league. I guarantee you they're not looking at their teams as much as we are. And, you know, for, for new fantasy, I'm just I'm just trying to make that a point that if you're getting into a fantasy football league this year and you're paying any money, because, you know, $20 is a lot for me. You know, Calna spends almost $1,000 in fantasy football. But, you know, if you're paying any money, you better know going into it, you're going to have to pay attention to these injury lists and these COVID protocol lists um, very, very carefully. Okay, so let's end the talk there. Um, and we'll move on to our next segment because this is a big part of, uh, of what we've been doing this preseason. Ranking positions, all right? We've done tight ends. We've done wide receivers. This one could arguably be one of the most important positions on your team. It usually comes down to quarterbacks and running backs on any fantasy football team, and today we're going to be doing the top 12 quarterbacks in fantasy football. Calendar is going to run down his list, and uh, Spanky and I are going to support this or not support it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say yes or no if we if we like. And I just know you're gonna throw a curveball in there somewhere, Kalina. So again, let's start off, Kalina. With uh, we'll go from number one down to number twelve. So here are your top twelve quarterbacks for fantasy football 2021. Go ahead, sir.
0: I think it was a toss up, in my opinion, of two quarterbacks to be taken one and two, Mahomes and and Josh Allen. But I, I'm gonna go safe with Mahomes. He's just been absolutely a monster in fantasy numbers throughout the years. He had 462 fantasy points last year, nearly 5,000 yards passing, 38 touchdowns. He rushes the ball enough to make a difference, 308 rushing yards. He had four games over 40 fantasy points and one game over 50. Now, if you do the math, you start your game off with your quarterback putting up 50 points. You get a good path to a victory that week. Spanky? I like Mahomes, number one, just because of his
1: hair.
2: <laughs> he does have that TikTok flow going, doesn't he, man? For sure. A little bit. Right. And and you know what, man? I, I agree with you, Kelna. It, it, if you're in a 12-man league, all right, if you're in a 12-man league, does Mahomes go in the first round?
0: His, his average draft position is 11.3, so he has been. I have to look at that, step back, and say, well, there's some quarterbacks uh, some two-quarterback leagues. So I think that changes a little bit. I've never taken a quarterback in the first round, but I think you can't, I mean, even if you do, I don't like the strategy, but it's a very safe way to start your team if you're picking late, late in the first round.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I think Mahomes, Calendon, to your point with Mahomes and Josh Allen you know, being one and just flip-flopping, I don't think you can flip-flop them because the confidence that I have in the Chiefs team Is just I think it's higher than what I have in the Buffalo team, you know, going into this season. So I think Mahomes is in a tier one all by himself. But you said your number two is going to be Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, and I guess there's a little bias to that because I had him on my big money league, and he won me a lot of games last year. And I watched him kind of progress as a quarterback. He's 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 matured over the years. He's gotten better every season. And there's nothing to say why he wouldn't get this year either. They had not lost anybody. They got one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in football, and Stefan Diggs, he had over 1,500 yards receiving last year. But Josh Allen last year had uh, six games of over 40-plus fantasy points, and he averaged 28.4 points per game. I think that's – and he rushes the ball. He had over eight rushing touchdowns and 421 yards rushing on the ground. So that plays into it also. That's why I thought you could flip him but he has not proven himself as long as Mahomes, so I put Josh Allen at number two.
2: Spank Dog? Uh,
1: I agree with what you said about Mahomes being in a tier by himself, and then with Josh Allen, he leads off of about a group of five to six on on the second tier, but you can't go wrong, really. He's going to put up the numbers. Uh, I don't like his hair as much, though.
2: (laughs) You know, Cal, he did lose John Brown, though, all right, in the offseason, and they added Emmanuel Sanders... All right, um, and, and you mentioned Diggs, but my question to you guys: What's the stuff I'm hearing about Stephon Diggs? I, I'm starting to see stuff here on the fantasy wires and the the the, the, the behind the, the the scenes stuff. He hasn't been playing much this preseason. Is this something that we need to be watching?
0: I think you always have to watch for that. I think it's his ankle. If, if I'm right, that there's there's concern. But to me, it's he's such an established receiver. He's such a veteran now that it seems like they might be just holding them out more for maintenance and to be safe and sorry for the regular season to start. A lot of these guys aren't even playing in the preseason this year right. as the years pass when most would play a couple games
2: at least. All right, Patrick Holmes, number one overall. Josh Allen, number two. Who's your number
0: three? Uh, God, just like Spank just said, like you could have said, Josh Allen of those other groups, really. Um, I have Kyler Murray as my number three, and that's just – because of the offense he's going to run. Here's the deal with Kyler Murray. Last year, he had averaged 32.1 points per game through the first 11 games. But then he got hurt. His shoulder got hurt. And obviously, they had him held back from running as much. His downfield passes weren't as accurate, weren't as strong. So he had a big drop off to where he averaged 18 points after those first. But the ceiling on Kyler Murray is amazing. He almost had 4,000 yards passing last year and 544 yards rushing with 11 rushing touchdowns. So you're looking at 37 total touchdowns, and I think he has the potential. He he honestly, any of these guys, really, the next couple we're going to be talking about could actually overpass uh, Allen and Mahomes this year easily.
2: Yeah, for sure. Spanky, you know uh, I love Kyler Murray, man. You know, I've drafted him two years back-to-back, and I love that guy. Um he signed, you know, Arizona signed one of my all-time favorite wide receivers. Uh, do you think A.J. Green is going to help uh, Kyler Murray this season?
1: Not one bit. Mate.
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Nah. We couldn't hear you. Kelna was throwing up again on the on the microphone.
1: Yeah. I, it's Kyler, no, Kyler Murray would be just fine without your boy. No, he's fine, though. But I think going forward, I think Kyler Murray needs to be called Scooter. because the way he goes around and on the field. I mean, he just looks like a little Scooter going in and out. I'm actually eyeballing him, and I was kind of hoping he wouldn't be brought up, but obviously he, he it has to be. But he's—I I think there's going to be big things for that Arizona offense <laughs> this year. Period. So I'm a big fan of Kyler. Murray. I love how I love how
2: Spanky thinks that like nobody's going to listen to this in, in our fantasy league, Kalna, and not take any advice. Like you know what I mean? Like, the Kyler Murray people are not sleeping on Kyler Murray. I'm just going to tell you right now. But if you're sleeping on AJ Green, you're in trouble. I'm going to I'm going to tell people right now. I'm taking AJ Green again this year because here's what I think. I think Cincinnati and they, and they've gotten a lot of, of, of flack for this and the way they handled AJ Green's health. I think they screwed him very, very hard, and and I think AJ Green's going to be a factor this year in Arizona. Sorry, for I mean I just I, I get emotional when you start smacking around my boys, Spank, and, and AJ Green's one of my boys. He he took me to a, a, the, the Super Bowl twice, and um, I'm never going to say anything bad. Seven about years it. ago? <laughs> no, it was not. I won. That made the playoffs two years ago. Shut your mouth. All right, number four. Hey, I, I don't. I don't understand. I hope
1: you're banking on that because I, if you're willing to put a little extra Frisco burgers on that. I mean, I'd be willing to. You mean some horseshoes?
2: Horseshoes here in Springfield? What's that? The horseshoes? You want a horseshoe? Well,
0: that's a a given.
2: All right. All right. can't go wrong with that. Number four,
0: Calda. Number four, I have Lamar Jackson. The guy is remarkable. I'd love for him to develop into a more accurate passer. Uh, That would be spectacular if he could somehow round out that part of his game. But he rushed last year. For 1,005 yards, he had seven touchdowns rushing, 2,700 passing. He's right now going uh, 34.9 as his average draft, so he's still going in the third round of most drafts. So he's right there. He's actually a little higher than Murray, but I wouldn't Murray over Jackson. He's got weapons. Uh, I think Marquise Brown. Looking at it, I had a draft this last Saturday. <laughs> Ninth pick, I got stuck with, and I ended up. I don't want to say I regret it because I, you know I'm a cowboy. I wanted Dak Prescott, and uh, you didn't, you're not supposed to draft with your heart. But I decided I after watching Hard Knocks again, which was disgusting again <laughs> last night. Oh God, they have turned that show into a that might as well be on Lifetime. Uh, Lamar Jackson, though, is my is my number four.
2: All right, Spanky, um, with with uh, the additions of Rashad Bateman, Tylen Wallace, and Sammy Watkins. It makes this the best wide receiver core that Jackson has ever had. Do you think people should be excited about that this year for Lamar Jackson?
1: Not Sammy Watkins, no, because Lamar Jackson <laughs> this is just going to make plays happen. I, I, you can't, I don't, it doesn't matter who his receivers are, it's just, I mean, Andrew, I mean it's tied in, Andrew, that's going to be his main target, but...
2: I, we'll see, and I disagree, man, because I think, I mean, he's, he has never had wide receivers like this in Baltimore. He's had a tight end and running backs, and that's it. So I think last year, you know, he took a setback, you know? I mean, it, it, people got scared, but I don't think, again, I agree with you guys, he should be top five for sure. All right, number five on your list. We should talented. go
1: get A.J. Green right there. There's
0: a, there. That
2: should have been A.J. Green phone right there. I know. I know. I would have yeah. liked him even more.
0: To be honest with you, you guys talking about A.J. Green and Sammy Watkins made me lose any appetite I had for breakfast. I cannot stand either one of those fantasy receivers. See, those are bonds guys. No, no, no.
2: I'm doing the opposite of what Spanky does, okay? I'm really trying to throw out some believable curveballs to our fantasy guys. He, you know, he was throwing out some mumbo jumbo last week. No one's gonna buy any of that, but I I hope you guys think I'm drafting those two. Um, number five, who do you have on your list? And I think I know who it is.
0: I think in Spanky's world, he's a sleeper. Dakota Prescott, <laughs> Dak Prescott's my number five. Last year, before he got injured in week five, he was on pace to throw for almost 7,000 yards. That's amazing to me. With his d- d- Dallas defense, I-, I know what's going on in Dallas. It's weird how obsessed I am with them, but their defense is definitely suspect, especially their secondary so they're going to have to throw. They're probably going to be playing from behind some, and they're just going to throw their 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 weapon. They could honestly be in the argument for the best trio of wide receivers. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at that. It sounded like you laughed.
2: I'm laughing.
0: But Amari Cooper is getting back on the field. He looked great running routes yesterday on 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 hard knocks. Feels like I should be getting some money from that. Yeah, but what are you doing, man? I mean,
2: are you sponsored by this show or what? I mean, yeah. Really. I don't know.
0: I did show you my cowboy pen that I'm currently yeah. riding with yeah. right now. I have a cowboy, well, oh, pen. <laughs> but CD Lamb's amazing. He's in a breakout year. And then you still got Michael Gallup, who's a, a, he can go up and get it. And yet Zeke. Zeke is a great running back, so he can catch out of the backfield. So Prescott is my number five. Like I said, he almost knew for he would have been on pace, though he wouldn't have kept up. But seven thousand yards would have crushed the, yeah, the yeah, NFL record.
2: Yeah, Spanky, he's I see a lot. L- Spanky, I see a lot of zeros last year, though, and I know it was because he was injured. But I see a lot of zeros on this, uh, rot, you know, stat book from last year. Uh, even though he, like, like Kalna said, he was on a, on a monster season, but he's already talked about Cooper. He's talked about CD. He's talking about Gallup. He's talking about Elliott. Could this be, could this be, Spanky, one of the most dangerous offenses in fantasy football this year?
1: I, I want to say no just because of his <laughs> love for the Cowboys. It's, it's almost sickening to the point to where I'm willing to bet that you have Cowboys underoos, underwear, that just fills your entire underwear and sock drawer, that it, your love for the Cowboys is nauseating. Is, is, it's crazy. I know Dak was on pace because I traded for him last year. I traded Lamar Jackson and somebody else for Alvin Kamara and Dak Prescott, and I had the pleasure of watching Dak get hurt last year. So I understand where the potential is there. The shoulder scares me with a quarterback, regardless of how they're holding, and I don't watch hard knocks because I I thought soap operas were on during the day with uh, General Hospital and Days of Our Lives and stuff, so I work during the day. So I don't get to see a lot, but... That scares me with Dak Prescott, so I don't know about that one.
2: You don't, you don't put Dak Prescott in your top five? Top five, no. Wow. All right.
1: Calna, who's the number? You know, how, how do you put Dak Prescott above Aaron Rodgers?
0: Did you just say that?
1: Calna, he's asking you a question. How do you put Dak Prescott above
0: Aaron Rodgers? It's a fair question. <laughs> last year Aaron Rodgers led all quarterbacks in fantasy football points he is being drafted higher than Prescott right now at 38.4 to, so Prescott is getting drafted in the fifth round but he is going to regress this guy is bound to regress last year he had a 9.1% touchdown rate which was 50% more than his career and he had 48 touchdowns so suspect expect that hello
2: yeah we're listening to you
0: I hear a weird commercial in the background. Oh, sorry, sorry about, about that.
2: that. Go ahead. Forty-eight touchdowns
0: last year. This year, he probably will have probably t- you can probably re- regress to to thirty-eight. He didn't. He doesn't rush the ball like he used to, obviously. And so that's why I have dropped him. But I I, I, I want to I'm going to go with Prescott over Aaron Rodgers because of the youth. That shoulder does scare me because of the baseball injury on Prescott. But they're assuring everybody, including Prescott himself, that he is one hundred percent.
2: Yeah, so did that answer your question, Spank? Because, I mean, I, I've got Rodgers higher than a lot of other fantasy football experts have just because I'm not buying into this whole numbers thing like Kelna just threw out there with the 8.2% drop and the 92% drop to TD drop, the ratio. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not the Houston Astros. I'm not banging on a trash can to steal people's codes and numbers and stuff. But I do have him higher. Than a lot of the I don't have I I have I have Prescott higher than Rodgers, I'll say because I I you know I hate to give Calum the credit to his team, but the guy could be after the season's over could be the number one all-time scoring fantasy football quarterback with the weapons he has. So let's go to number six real quick, Ooh. Calum.
0: I have Russell Wilson just because of his years of consistency. Last year, after the first eight games, he was going to be probably the MVP of the season. He had an amazing beginning. He had averaged 34 points per game fantasy-wise in the first half of the season, but only 18 in the second half. He's got a new OC, new head, uh, new offensive coordinator, and you can't get worse than what was going on. They figured out everything how to cover the Metcalf and Lockett last year. Towards the end, they looked like two different teams. It was really weird, and I don't—I'm sure you guys have mentioned how much I watch every football game every single football game of the year besides the in between halftime and the first third part of third quarter of a thanksgiving game because i have to drive home for my in-laws so i i watched his progression last year and it just was it just seemed weird how much of a drop off he was he's got the weapons i just i i think he's a very safe number 6 quarterback
2: spank you, uh, my question to you though going into russell wilson is you know dk metcalf is such uh, uh, you know, uh, he relied on him so much last year. I think that was part of his disappearing act, wasn't it? I mean, do do, do you put him? Oh, well, you always
1: knew he had DK as his as his dump off guy. If if something broke down, because when when Wilson breaks down and gets out of the pocket, hey, go deep. And and DK Metcalf did that. So I don't, I, I can't argue a whole lot against Russell Wilson. But I mean, it's I'm still I'm still a little. Any question, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it that's does scare the thing. Me a little
2: bit. Yeah, it does scare me because, Callum, this is the first one that I think you and I have really kind of missed on here because I don't have Russell Wilson in my top 10. Um, huh? I really don't. I don't. I do not have Russell Wilson in my top 10. And I know, I mean, people are going to be like, what? But I've just got, you know, I've got one, two. I mean, I, the guys that I have ahead of him, I think the ceiling is way higher for them than uh, Russell Wilson this year. So. Uh, who's at number seven, Bud?
0: Man, well, we're going back to Aaron Rodgers. You can't go wrong with Aaron Rodgers, but man, what? Uh, it was just a month before the season, we weren't even sure he was going to be a Green Bay Packer.
2: Right? We right. thought he was going to be
0: hosting Jeopardy, possibly.
2: <laughs> right? I mean, there's
0: that dis- there's that discord with the front office that's obvious. He came to wor- uh, his first practice in some weird pair of glasses, huge pair of ultraviolet glasses. His hair slicked back like he was a mobster in a Dunder Mifflin T-shirt. If that wasn't a big middle finger to the front office, I don't know what was. But I worry about that. that. Camaraderie and all of that together is a big deal. And I think Aaron Rodgers is a great top seven quarterback. And he just doesn't rush as much as he used to. But he's got Devontae Adams and uh, the Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones, the running back. They'll have a great offense. You can't argue that.
2: Spank, thoughts on Rodgers?
1: I like him. I don't under, I don't understand why people actually bought into all that preseason fiasco with with, all, with I don't I don't get that. That was a play I think on his part. I don't I don't I didn't buy into
2: that. All right. Fair enough. I don't know why this uh, commercial wants to keep playing behind Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you can't hear it on the podcast but you can definitely hear it in our headphones. That was weird. Um but anyway, you
0: know. I'm glad you were hearing that too.
2: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Rogers is 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 in your top ten, Kalina, and and yours too, Spank. Because I'm telling you right now, if you go to a professional, <sighs> expert fantasy rankings, even Yahoo, ESPN, CBS Sports, Fantasy Pros, they don't have him in the top ten, and I don't get it. And and again, it all falls down to these stupid 8.2 yards per attempt was the highest in 2011. Yardage total is going to come down because of his passing offense. Ten fewer scores. I'm not buying it, dude. Aaron Rodgers, to me, still, you know, Calna, you think he's going to have a decline? He might have a little decline, but I will take Rodgers' decline over half of these other quarterbacks, you know, starting, like, possible potential, all right? So, number eight, who do you got, Calna?
0: I can't believe I'm saying this. I think he's turning 53 next week. Tom Brady is my (laughs) number eight quarterback. He just defies all the odds. I don't think he. I honestly think he's on some form of. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but he does. He looks better now <laughs> than he did when he's like Spanky, kind of. He Spank doesn't age.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And you're uh, right. He
0: doesn't. You look at his pictures. You're like, what? What, what kind of facial cream is he using? Um, but Tom Brady, amazing. He's he's he. Last year at that time, he passed for forty six hundred and thirty three yards yeah. as. At that age, that's amazing. 37 touchdowns, he's got the great receiving core. I think everyone knows they have Mike Evans. Everybody knows that they have Chris Godwin. But I think everybody's sleeping on Antonio Brown this year. I think he, with an extra year under his belt, I'm gonna, I think he's going to shock the world. I think he's going to, he's not going to be able he's gotten older, so he's not going to be able to reach that Pittsburgh Steelers prime. But he will be a big difference maker in that offense. And I think with an extra year together, like I said, Tom Brady's, very, very safe end of the... Wait, where is he going? He's going around the middle of the fifth round. 54.9 average draft right. position. So, again, like I said, that's a very consistent... You, you you don't have a high ceiling with Brady. You know what you're going to get. But he's a safe, safe quarterback for a fantasy team to start off with.
2: Yeah. You know, Spank, he, I, he's in my top ten. I, you know you know what we all feel about him personally, you know, because we're all from St. Louis and, you know, the, the stuff that he went through with the Patriots and the Rams. But... Um, do you think Spank? The reason he's still so good too is that he is in one of the most family—I'm sorry—fantasy-friendly offensive systems that there is in football.
0: I just think
1: he's smart. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you got Bruce Arians, but I Brady's on the cusp for me as far as top ten. But it's just he simplifies the game and he makes it look easy. Just because he. He does have some weapons. I don't know about the Antonio Brown. I, I'm, I I hope he does have a good year, but I won't draft him. <laughs> but here, Here's the thing, though. With a lot of these quarterbacks, a lot of these guys are going to, depending on, obviously, your league settings and stuff and drafting some of these guys, there's some you're not going to get the production. I, I would revert, a question to you, too. Whenever you draft a quarterback, what's your – hope for each week? Is it 15 plus points? What's your ceiling or, or your or your floor as far as what you're expecting out of your quarterback each week? 15 Cal- plus points?
2: 20 plus points? Yeah, Cal, and, and let me take this real quick because I was going to ask that to Spanky as well before we talked about Brady. Brady's one of those automatic guys where I think in our fantasy league, the way we score, if you get 25 to 30 from your quarterback, uh, you're happy. You know, you're happy with 25 or 30. And I think on average, you pretty much Guarantee yourself, hey! I'm going to get twenty five, thirty points from Brady, and don't you think, Calvin?
0: Oh yeah, I agree. I, I was going. My my number I came to my head was twenty five points. If you can average twenty five points or more from your quarterback, and Brady does that, he'll he'll have his game where he'll will only the defense will shut him down. But those will be few and far between. He's very safe now, unless injury and old age takes its place finally. It's the only thing you can be concerned with. Other than that, he's never been hurt, but one season his entire NFL career did he have to miss.
2: All right, number nine, Calvin, who you got?
0: I can't believe I'm saying this either. Uh, told me this a year or two ago, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill from Tennessee. He, if you look at his numbers, is honestly put up some similar numbers to Patrick Mahomes, which you would think is crazy. They, they have the 30th. I believe they ranked thirtieth in passing attempts last year, so they're not going to overpass the ball. You're not going to get 40 attempts coming out of Ryan Handel, Tannehill every every week, but you're going to get consistency. 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven. Only again, he kept his interceptions low. He only had seven interceptions. He still rushes the ball, especially around the red zone. At 266 yards rushing with seven touchdowns, he's getting drafted around seventh in the seventh round. So if you can wait, and if you don't feel like having one of those just crazy guys that put up 50, 40 fantasy points every once in a while, he's not going to do that. But with his new weapon and Julio Jones, though I think you both kind of poo-poo Julio, I still think that's going to be a difference for A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry's a beast. They're just going to be a very good team this year.
2: Spanky, I I liked what what Callum said about Tannehill, but you know I don't like what I'm seeing about his stud wide receiver AJ Brown. It's not looking good right now. I mean, there's a lot of question marks around this receiver uh, health-wise.
1: So last year I ha- I had the luxury of having him, and it was a maintenance thing throughout the year. He would sometimes miss automatically miss Wednesday's practice, but in the game he would show up. And I actually like Tannehill as much as Not a fan of of Julio Jones. I am. It still takes some pressure from AJ Brown, but as far as Tannehill's numbers and with the run game, I actually think Tannehill is a a real good quarterback.
2: Yep, I have him in my top ten. But I just want people to you know we we talked about wide receivers last week and AJ Brown. We all, I mean, we said that that's going to be a good thing for Tennessee. But you just got to really keep your eye on that, and we'll we'll talk more about that when we get to our injury uh, our first injury update. Here coming up to wrap up the show. All right, number ten, Cal, who you got?
0: Justin Herbert from uh, San Diego. He was a rookie last year. You like him? Amazing. He's amazing. I had him on our league. I had him, and uh, it didn't take me to glory, but he helped me. I have the worst luck in our league. I I really, I don't even like (laughs) you guys because of it. I really have bad thoughts of you, and there's no reason. It's just a subconscious hate. But. He had an amazing rookie year. He's going, his average draft is actually in the fourth round. That's a lot of belief in a sophomore quarterback. You know, you've heard of the sophomore slump. But he came back last year and he, he just looked really good. They have a new offensive coordinator and a new head coach. And if you watch the situations that occurred and saying I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a little bit of a gambling problem. <laughs> and last year I put some money on San Diego to cover against the Patriots. I think the Patriots beat him 48 to nothing. I was out of the whole bet within the first 15 minutes of the game. And just seeing that coach, they're so, they were so inept. And I think this year he will flourish and probably have a better season. So he's my number number 10 quarterback. He's got the weapons. He's got everything they need out in L.A.
2: You know, and, and here it is, Spanky. I was shocked that Caldwell didn't have him in his top five. I'm not kidding because I thought Caldwell was going to do this with his heart. And I know he had him last year, and, and he 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 killed it last year. He really did. And now, you know, he mentioned the new offensive coordinator. I mean, you didn't give the new offensive coordinator enough love, I don't think. That's Joel Lombardi, man. That is a, a Sean Payton, uh, you know, the, the coach of the, the, the Saints, the high-flying offense from the Saints. That's a Sean Payton-like disciple. So they are going to be doing a lot of throwing this year. And I I, I think I had I had Herbert up in my top seven when I did it earlier. Uh Spanky, I think this guy is going to get even better this year.
1: I agree with that. I like him. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, I tried to uh, – uh, it's been brought into question my trade antics. Uh, I tried to get him from uh, Kalna. He, he did not like the offers I was sending him for Mr. Herbert. Um, I, I, I think he's going to – I think San Diego – well, I shouldn't say San Diego, should I? Los Angeles. I think it's going to be a good offense.
2: All right. You said last oh, year, actually. Oh, whoa, whoa. what? what? Calna, go
0: ahead. I'm. So, I, last year, when he was offering the trades, he put a, a individual text to me that if I didn't accept the trade by 7 p.m. Central Time, my dog would go missing. <laughs> What's wrong with that? That's what. That's what he
2: does. He does. It's the truth. Man, you're, you're, you're a savage when it comes to trades, man, for sure. All right. Who, who, who wins? <laughs> Number eleven. Who do you got, Calna?
0: This will probably shock you guys, and it according to the average draft position, I'm it's it's kind of a reach. But I think it's a big step up for Matt Stafford. He's gone to the Rams, and McVay is supposed to be a genius. Though he didn't look quite as a genius last year, but Goff, he's got a, he's a big improvement over Jared Goff, and he's got the weapons. I know they're not flashy. You don't think of Robert Woods and Cooper Cup as these guys that are just amazing, but they are very good possession. They do everything right. They probably both of them might have over 100 receptions this year. He's going to air the ball out. He's got a big arm. Their running back situation's a little a little muddy, so they'll probably be depending on the pass more than the run as in years past. But in 2000, just 2019, he was on pace for 5,000 yards before a neck injury hit him. And he had 38 touchdowns that year. So he missed out in the last five or six games, and I think Matt Stafford is a safe, safe bet if you're getting him in the seventh, late 7th, early 8th round. That's where he's going. And I, he's just a veteran that's going to really, I think, flourish in Sean McVay's offense.
2: Spank, thoughts on Matt Stafford? I can't disagree a whole lot. He's consistent. Uh,
1: a new system scares me a little bit, but if, if you're looking for somebody to grab in the later round, Stafford might be the way to go.
2: You know, and I'm going to fall guilty to what I said, you know, I think it was maybe in week one. Didn't, didn't I say don't, don't fall into that trap? I think it was when we were talking about Julio Jones maybe last week. I said don't fall into that trap with big names. Or was it Odell Beckham? It was one, I forget who it was. Odell. Okay, yeah. And, and, and I think you guys agreed with me, right? Like, you, you don't want to fall into that trap where you're looking at big names when you're drafting a team. But I think I'm falling victim to my own advice. You know, it's the best thing in the world. You know, we are the best at giving advice, but we just don't listen to ourselves. And when I see the name Deshaun Jackson there, I automatically think Matthew Stafford is going to be throwing five touchdowns to Deshaun Jackson. You know, I mean, how crazy is that?
0: It is a good point. I didn't, I didn't mention him. And, you know, he's still got a little cast in his tank. He can still create that home run threat. And with his big arm, you're going to see a few touchdowns, probably over 70 yards from both of them.
2: All right, number 12, who is wrapping up your uh, top 12 quarterbacks?
0: I think he's overhyped. I don't trust the offense in Philadelphia, but Jalen Hurts, just because of his ceiling. I think he's the number 12 quarterback. Uh, he was on pace last year to rush for over, I believe, a 1,000 yards, and he has that ceiling, and that's what's important today. In the past, it was not nearly as important to draft a quarterback on the rushing ability, but he has that. He can rush the ball. He's not the most accurate yet, but he was. he's young, and he's going to learn. He's going to take some bruises. But I, I believe just because of the way it's working out, Jalen Hurts is my 12th quarterback.
2: Spanky, what do you think about Jalen Hurts, buddy?
1: I like him. I think he brings both run and pass to it. question is it's going to need to be answered if he can do it consistently. Uh, I don't know if it's a, because I'm a fan of that style of quarterback, but I expect big things from uh, Jalen
2: Hurts. Yeah, you know, and he was in my top 12. He was actually my number 12. Uh, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you you brought him up because, you know, <laughs> the Eagles were so confident, or they are, they are so confident that, that they, you know, they got rid of Wentz. You know what I mean? And now they've got, I mean, this rookie wide receiver, Devontae Smith, um, who in preseason, you know, people are saying that these two guys are looking really, really good together. And um, I think that's a great, I think it's a solid number 12 because I've seen on some fantasy experts board, uh, I think it was was it Barry, the guy from ESPN, he had Jalen Hurts like in his top 10. Um, and I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow. So, again, you've got to really focus on how your your, your league is scored. Uh, hopefully you get, you know, six points for a touchdown, and you get, uh, you know, PPR and yards, and, and, it's, and it's done right. So just make sure you follow all that information. But uh, that's a solid top 12, man. Uh, again, real quick to recap, uh, top 12 quarterbacks uh, count this list. He's got Mahomes at number one, Allen number two, Kyler Murray at three, Lamar Jackson at four, Dak Prescott at number five, Russell Wilson at number six, Aaron Rodgers at seven, Tom Brady at eight, Ryan Tannehill at number nine, uh, Mr. Herbert at number 10, Matt Stafford at 11, and Jalen Hurts at 12. I think it's a solid, solid list, guys. Um, Not too many uh, problems with with arguing on that either. Um, Names, though, that you might want to mention real quick that might be big, and and I had them written down here Um, Burrow in Cincinnati. You know, this guy was supposed to be the saving grace in, in, in Cincinnati and he got hurt and it was sad. I drafted the guy last last season and thought, man, this guy's gonna be great with my boy AJ Green.
0: <laughs> oh my.
2: And and uh what do you what do you I mean, Justin Burrow is a name you guys need to, to to talk about a little bit maybe, uh, throughout throughout, you know, your conversations. Tyler Lawrence out of Jacksonville. The guy was named the starter in Jacksonville, guys, for what it's worth. I mean, he did what he did. Uh, Justin Fields is another guy that people are really talking about in Chicago. They're like, man, this guy should be starting. And then nobody, I'm, you know, nobody. You, you, you still can't, you can't. And I hate to bring up his name, but Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, you just—they're—they're they're gonna win the division that they're in. They're gonna win. He's gonna score points. That's all there is to it. So he's not a bad quarterback to have on your team.
0: I don't like the fact that we're thinking a lot alike uh, because I can find my my knowledge superior to yours. But we have the same thoughts right here. I have the bubble at Burrow, and then I have Roethlisberger next. And I think they say is looking great. They have Deontay Johnson, Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool. I think Chase Claypool is going to, he's a monster. He, he, he had some remarkable games last year. I had Burrow, actually, as my number 13 guy. He's got Higgins, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Chase, uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, he's a speedster, and I think he's going to come back. As long as he's not uh, not confident because of his injury last year, I don't. I think you could flip flop hurts and Burrow. To be honest with you, but like you said, and that Justin Fields, I don't know. I don't think they've named him starter yet. No, he's I think not. They're going to start with Andy Dalton, yeah, and then he'll ease into the game plan somewhere down the road, earlier in the
2: season than later. Again, Spanky, the big names that you kind of just, again, you'll recognize in your draft. I think they're players, they're quarterbacks that you stay away from. What are your thoughts? Cam Newton and Matt Ryan. Those are big names. Big, big names that have been big quarterbacks before. Uh, People that are listening right now that maybe have only done this for a couple of years, or maybe this is their first year, and they see that, especially for young guys, man. Young guys like my son uh, and, and, and these football players that are getting into it, they see Cam Newton. We need to put a big warning sign over Cam Newton right now, don't you think, Spank?
1: I would. I I probably wouldn't touch him. And now, you know, since we just, you know, went over the quarterbacks, it might be important to also note real quick, Ryan Tannehill was just placed on the COVID list. So if you drafted him, take some of our advice and go find one of these other guys just so you're protected when the season does start just in case. Hey, I'm going to go on a limb here, though. You had brought up uh, Trevor Lawrence, and I know just – Tyler Lawrence,
2: Tyler Lawrence. Ty- Tyler
1: Lawrence.
2: It's Trevor. Uh, are you sure? Did I just do a Morrencey? Oh, man. Yeah, it's Trevor. Oh, who am I thinking, here, of? Here's am I thinking the deal. of? Trevor Lawrence. My bad. Sorry. I think of Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> go ahead. Goods, man.
1: Trevor Lawrence is a clear cut starter. Justin Fields is not yet. I'm going to go on the record today since these are archived for 40 years, I believe you told us in the contract structure. Justin Fields will have a much better rookie season, regardless of when he starts, than Trevor Lawrence. I'm still a little hurt, and I'm a Carolina Panther fan, not a Cowboy lover just as much. I'm just a fan. I was a little hurt and surprised Carolina did not take Justin Fields. He was there for the taking. Chicago rose up and got him. I think Justin Fields is a special player, a special rookie at that. But also... Don't don't sleep on Ryan Fitzpatrick in Washington now. It it's he's got some weapons. Don't sleep on the old man in the beard.
2: Yeah, I
0: agree. I love too. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, do I too. love him. I'm yeah. sorry I stepped on your toes.
2: No, I do and I love Fitzpatrick too, but do you think let me ask you this Mike, because again, talking about Lawrence and and, and Fields, I agree with you, but do you think they're making a mistake by starting Trevor Lawrence like as the starter right from the gate? Don't you think he's going to get banged up a lot this year?
1: It depends on your philosophy as a coach. You can either throw him into the fire and learn on the run, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that's how Peyton Manning started. They just kind of threw him in there in his rookie year. Either they I think they only won one game. I could, I could be wrong on that. But you, you throw him in, and they learn on the fly, and they end up developing into a great quarterback. Then you have Ryan Leaf, who, same situation, thrown in right away, and he crashed and burned. But I don't, I don't know. It, it just depends on the coaching philosophy that's there in place. I don't know that Matt Nagy and Chicago have that much better of a coaching philosophy. But just as sitting back as an overall fan, I'm just – Trevor Lawrence and Clemson, I just – I don't know. I, and, I, and I base this off of not having enough knowledge on watching Clemson football, watching a little more Ohio State football. And I like Justin's hair, so that's what it comes down to.
2: Yeah, and here it is, too, man. Urban Meyer being the new head coach, we we haven't heard a lot from this guy, uh, you know, except for, hey, we're naming him the starting QB. And then the running back, one of their stud running backs goes down, you know, and that's going to hurt him a lot, too. So I just, man, I hope they're making the right choice. Uh, The kid's 21 years old, and you brought up Peyton Manning. Apparently, they are buds, and they've got, like, the same marketing agent or something like that. And, um, you know... I hope he does good. I hope he does. I, I can't stand Trevor Lawrence's hair, so I mean, you said you like Justin Fields hair, though, right?: Yeah, I like that. He okay. Tight. Okay, cool, cool. So that's your top 12 uh, quarterbacks, and now uh, real quick, we don't have much time, but spanky, let's, let's talk about draft day and draft time and and, and and what some you know, some people are doing this this year, not I don't say some, but a lot of leagues. I've seen some articles on this. And I think we've kind of had this discussion a couple times, too. How important really is a kicker and a defense in a fantasy football league? Because, you know, there's a lot of... I mean, I honestly, I pick up a new defense every week. I pick up a new kicker every week. I go on matchups. Do you think that your league, the Big Daddy Fantasy Football League, that you've been running for over 20 years, will ever get rid of kickers and defensemen, or or, or not defensemen, but defenders? And what are your thoughts on that?
1: I honestly see more leagues doing it more and more, just because it, I don't say it's a waste of time, but it, you're not the juice is not worth the squeeze on what most times what you're going to get from a kicker. You may get a, a juicy matchup as far as a defense, but what's the what's the max that you might get out of that? Maybe 15 points if you're really lucky. You'll 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 hit the jackpot with a defense, but I just don't think. I think kickers and defenses are added and dropped weekly by by far the most and i honestly i think that they're gonna start going by the wayside And i personally would not be crushed one bit if if everybody in my league our league decided yeah let's just do away with it i've been in a league now that's been doing it for three years now and you really don't even miss it it's less i don't say research less research you have to do less time some have the budget waivers and they put all that in place but I honestly think it, it it might be time just to say, eh, and be done with it, and don't worry about kickers and defense.
2: Personally, think, think we just made Calna. I think we just made a, a decision right here with the three of us in the Big Danny F- Fantasy Football League. We don't have to draft a kicker or a defense on Sunday, do we, Calna?
0: Well, I I, I would still play, but I, I like the defense for sure. Kickers are a dime a dozen. I believe the highest kicker. Last year, had 170 some fantasy points, and uh, I believe the 15th kicker had around 138 fantasy points. So there's, I mean, those are just gonna, you know, it's 40 points almost, but still, it's just luck. But it's still an integral part of the game. I mean, it's, I mean, Scott Norwood, I'll never forgive him. There's just, I just think it has defenses. I, I think it depends. I and Spanky's league, he's really conservative with his scoring, which is traditional. It's a uh, status quo. Uh, I think you rewarded 10 points for a shutout. I think you should get more points than 10 if a defense can shut out another NFL offense, especially today's offense, with all the scoring going on. And if you can get rewarded more, in my big money league, we start off at 20. But they also even that out by also taking off points for uh, yards allowed. So every after every 99 yards allowed, you lose two points. I can't remember exactly what it is. But it depends on the defensive scoring format. But in a conservative one, getting 10 points for a shutout is just a little low for me. So I guess you can look at it that way, too.
2: Well, and my my thought is, again, I think next year, I think Spanky's going to get rid of the kicker in the defense. I really do, because, you, Calumni, you said it, you know, it's real football. Well, we're not playing real football. We're We're playing fantasy football, and we're trying to make it as close to real as possible. And when you want something to be as close to real as possible... You want to take out the luck factor, and I feel like with kickers and defenses, there is way too much luck that goes into that, and there are way too many untalented fantasy football managers who are in our league, and they know who they are, that rely on those kickers and that defense to win them games. Didn't ch- someone
0: take Ow. a kicker last year? I'm sorry, seven? No, not Didn't at all. Someone take? A kick- never. Someone I've, took a kicker last I'd never, year.
2: I never. I don't. Spanky can tell you right now, and he's gonna he's gonna shut you down because he knows you're wrong. I don't even draft a defense or a kicker. I never do. Just because I, I I rotate the Spanky, am I not telling the truth? No, you're you're right on, spot on. I just don't do it. I mean, it's just a waste of time, and it, and it's just it, it, it that that this is I mean. I'm I'm big time against kickers and, and defenses. I wish that our league would get rid of it, and I think I, I, I love the Big Daddy Fantasy Football League, but it's the one thing I just I cannot stand every year that these these teams that make the playoffs are the ones that are relying on that luck factor, and I can't stand it um, and man, I got really emotional there, so anyway, <laughs> I hope the guys in our league know who I'm talking about too. there's two and, and Spanky, I know who you know who I'm talking about. There's two specific managers in our league that rely on that position. I have nothing
1: but love and respect for the both. <laughs>
0: I would say sometimes they revel in taking a kicker.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I think that's who you were talking about when you tried to accuse me of being that douchebag. Whoa. <laughs> I waited Get to it. the end of the podcast. Nobody's going to listen to this that long anyway. It's almost an hour long, guys. Um, so, anyway, let's wrap it up. <laughs> this was a good one, though. I think this is our best one yet. It was getting better every week. Um, real quick, injuries are happening, guys, and we've mentioned a few names throughout the podcast uh, the Stefan Diggs, you know, we we mentioned that. Keep an eye on him. AJ Brown, keep an eye on him. And these are big question marks. And the way that I'm gonna do this is I think when when, when we have question marks throughout the year, because the NFL is a big giant question mark, do you think you you think we can do like maybe a um like a four you know how people when they do like food taste, they say, Okay, I gave it five stars. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when it's really good. I think we should go like on a question mark scale and say five question marks. So like if someone's really, really questionable, like A.J. Brown, I think is really, really questionable. I'd give him three and a half question marks, right? If somebody's not so questionable, kind of like a um, like an Adam Thielen right now. It's just his quad. Just give him one question mark. So and that might be confusing, but, uh, you know, these and we're going to throw these names out to you guys. The, the running back from Jacksonville, I don't think anyone has ever figured out how to say his name The Travis Etienne. Etienne, how do you say his yeah. name? Etienne. He's done. So if you drafted that guy in your draft, and again, we didn't really get to talk much about it, Spanky. If you had a draft two weeks ago and you were, Yeah, I got that Travis Etienne, number nine, You know my number nine pick. You're, sorry, but that's what happens. you got to let these uh, preseason games play out. Also, Kansas City running back Edwards Hilaire. Guys, he's got an ankle thing going on, and I would give him about a, a one-and-a-half question mark. Uh, we can keep an eye on that guy, because some people were really high on that guy. So those are just a few names. Did you guys have any that I didn't mention?
0: I, as an in injuries, I didn't. I did want to say about Etneem's injury, James Robinson. I already thought people were sleeping on him just because of this un, unknown rookie. But James Robinson, the running back for Jacksonville, You need to put him higher on your list of running backs for sure. If you're drafting this week,
2: spank any injuries, or I mean, you gave us the big Tannehill one, so thank goodness this wasn't regular season. But uh, anybody else?
1: No, nothing jumps off the board as far as me. But as far as people drafting already, I I really don't understand the the uh, reasoning behind that of why you would have it so early, unless you were making some type of preseason move based on what you've seen. Your player play for one series. I, I really don't know, and I I would just stress to everybody that you need to wait as long as possible, just for this reason alone, plus the obvious reason is let the depth charts play out. You know, um, starting quarterback Jameis Winston, and then and, and uh, his name slips my mind real quick in New Orleans, um, Taysom Hill. They're still battling out. You kind of know who's going to go if you're looking. You know, so you you want to have these drafts. As honestly, as close to Labor Day weekend as possible, that way you, you're not in this situation. because The last thing you want to do is get really excited, obviously, for your season. Here we go. And then your guy goes down right before the season starts. Because there's also going to be something happen week one where one of these guys is going to go down also.
2: Yep, very good point. Kalna. good job on the top 12, buddy. Uh, and again, I think this is one of our best ones, guys. So I hope you got a lot of information. Share this all over the social media verse, if you will, please. And uh, next week, we're going to get to our very, very last rankings. Um, you know, it, it, it's right before the, the, the season starts, guys. We're going to be doing the top 12 running backs. And is going to give you his top 12 running backs. And uh, we're going to have some fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for our draft on Sunday, boys. And again, my number two pick, Lamar Jackson, I think is going to shock all you guys. Kalna? Spanky? Nothing? You guys don't think that's going to shock anybody?
0: The the music's so loud, I can't hear you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a great fantasy football draft if you're drafting this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Fantasy Football Junkies podcast. Follow us on Facebook. And you can always email or message us and a big shout-out to Kalna's boy, uh, one of the the, the Jacksons, uh, getting in there and, and, and making some comments about how great Kalna's brain is when it comes to fantasy football. So whether, hey, don't make it a fantasy, make it a reality when you listen to the Fantasy Football Junkies podcast. See ya!